Welcome back to Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero and I just love my job because I get a chance to meet all kinds of wonderful and interesting people along the way. And I have run across a gentleman by the name of Keith Gentry. He is the CEO of Inline Link, an organization we're going to hear more about. But Keith, welcome to our show. We're glad to have you. Good morning. Thank you for this opportunity. Well, as you and I got to know each other and I understood a little bit about your story, I began to think, whoa, we've got to tell the world about you and about some of the things that are going on. But before we get too far down that path, why don't you tell me a little bit about your current role? What is it that you do as CEO of Inline Link? Well, Inline Link is exactly what it sounds. It is a link of inline of a group of people in a closed captured network that helps find your way similar to a GPS system helping you navigate your way to wherever you're going. And what this system does, it actually navigates your way through whatever environment that you're in. So within a small area is what it does. I mean, that's a hard elevator speak. The idea of it is it's a closed private network. Yeah. Keith, in your background, are you a tech guy? Is that kind of how this all got started? What gets you jumping out of bed every morning? I'm not a tech guy. I consider myself a real life inventor. I'm a inventor. You know, Vic, I go off on these things, but I tell people I've always been a problem solver. Well, people used to call me from all over the world to ask me questions that I would always figure out a way to solve their problem, even if I knew it or if I didn't know it, I knew how to get that answer. So people came to me and I figured out, wow, not only do I know how to find these answers, you know, I can come up with different things that they can use. And then all of a sudden I'm inventing stuff. And it's like, <laughs> did that happen? Really don't know. You know, a quick story. My mom was taking off her finger polish. And it was rough for her. And I'm using the little Q-tips. I told her, took a sponge, put a little fingernail polish remover in there, had her sticker fingers in there. And the next thing you know, she was removing her fingernail polish that way. And 10, 15 years later, it's on the market now. <laughs> well, Keith, I got to tell you, I get excited about inventors because, don't take this wrong, but their brain isn't right. Because <laughs> they look at the world differently, right? And you know where this is crazy. We're talking. So I invented this thing, this inline link which is a tool. It's really a tool. And this tool helps solve problems. But not only do this tool help solve problems, it gave me insight to be able to solve all kinds of problems that people didn't even know existed. <laughs> it is absolutely unbelievable. You know, Keith, you know you're on a roll when you start solving problems when people don't even know they have problems, right? Exactly. Really. <laughs> I and, just and love I'm, it. A tool, I go back and I like go off, but you know, a tool like a socket wrench you know, you don't realize that it can tighten stuff, but all the problems it solved in the world is just unbelievable. All the skyscrapers and cars and everything else we build, all from a socket wrench. And yeah. people don't understand that. <laughs> and the type of tool that we have invented, that same type of tool that can be used for virtually everything in the world. Well, and so tell me about, as you think about this, what's some of the, you know, I hate the question of where you're born with it, but honestly, is that just the way your brain works right from the beginning? You as a child, did you just start looking at things and tinkering with things and tearing it apart? Was that you? No, it really wasn't. You know, I told you a story about with the fingernails, and I was like eight or nine years old. That was back in like 1970 when that happened. You know, but when I got into high school, I used to have all these guys. I used to be a professional breakdancer. We'll get into that later. But I was, <laughs> Film I was, at 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, 
know, I used to break dance and I had a crew and we would all get together and practice every day. And I had them all down in my basement one day and they all tell you this too. And I told them, you know what, fellas, the best way and the quickest way for us to get rich is to invent something. You know, and they all laugh, but they all call me today. There's about eight of them. They all call me today and say, you remember when you told us that? I'm like, yeah, I did. You know, not knowing that any of this was ever going to happen to me, but. You know, it did wind up happening after I told all those guys that down the basement at my house. Well, isn't that exciting? And tell me, where was the house at? Where'd you grow up? I'm actually from Arkansas. This is a quick story, right? I'm actually from Arkansas, from the foothills of the Ozark Mountains. Most people, if you ever seen the Beverly Hillbillies, yeah. you've seen that little stack that they grew up in before they got their mansion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is me. Oh, right? no. <laughs> right? I grew up in a shack just like that in Arkansas, you know, until now that me and my wife, we own a mansion, you know. It was all how God planned all of this. But the biggest thing was is that I grew up in Lansing on a pheasant south side of Lansing. Went to Everett High School, you know, had some unbelievable leaders in my life as a child growing up to help me through, you know, to where I'm at today. Well, Keith, I have to tell you, you know, as I watch and marvel, because I just love my job here on the Michigan Business Network, because I get to meet so many interesting people, I just marvel at how many people in the world have succeeded. But in my opinion, none of them have done it alone. And so I can't wait to hear more about that and more about your path from the Beverly Hillbilly Shack all the way to the new mansion that you live in. We are grateful for your time, Keith. We're glad you're here on the Leadership Lowdown. We're glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vershero. We're going to go Take a real quick break and pay some bills. Take care. We'll be right back. Sanair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sanair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sanair.com. Welcome back. You found the Leadership Lowdown. We found Keith Gentry, CEO of Inline Link, and he's with us here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero, humbled that I get a chance to hear this story. And Keith, I'm so glad to share it. I'm still chuckling about the Beverly Hillbillies comment about where you all started from. And of course, what a ridiculously impoverished situation that must have been to live in a little shack down there. There's got to be lessons learned from those kind of humble beginnings, right? Without a doubt, you know, most people have no idea when you come from a place that is 40, 50 years behind where Lansing is today. <laughs> yeah, we're not you a know. decade behind. We're a half a century behind, huh? Still a dry county down there to the day. My grandfather is that true? moonshine until the day he died. Never wore shoes or boots unless he had to. Just a different life. Oh, Extreme. My. <laughs> and it does make you, in my own mind, it does make you figure out things to be able to use, to be able to have fun because we didn't have no TV or radio yeah. or anything like that as little kids, you know, even though we didn't realize any of that. When my parents moved here to Lansing when I was like six or seven and I went to Alice Street School is that, you know, started to see a different, but I was a little kid then. But one of the greatest things I ever did in my life is I've moved over to the east side on Shepherd Street, right down the street from Jim Keaton. 
if anyone even know who Jim Keaton is, just an extraordinary man that took me from being that guy from down the Ozark Mountain Hills and having my parents that both worked at GM and took the time to take me and my brother to every sporting event to teach us uh-huh. everything with all of his kids. You know, if anyone knows who Jim Keaton is, Jim Keaton has a lot of kids. Right? <laughs> is that true? <laughs> what did he do then, Keith? Did he just add you to the gang? Is that what happened? He, he added us to the gang, and it wasn't just me. It was the whole neighborhood around that area that he added, and he brought to taught us all the different things we could do in sports and do something in life instead of not going the bad way. Even though he had all these kids, he still took the time to do this for us, and I'll never forget that. Oh, isn't that incredible? You know, oh, yeah. I sometimes don't always remember, you know, all of the people that had a hand in the upbringing, but it is wonderful to have some of those gems like that that you can look back and say what a difference they had. You know, and of course, I got to believe that today, with some of the blessings that you had in your life growing up without any resources, really, I just think about personal home movie real quick is I won't walk past a penny that's laying on the ground. And, you know, people that sometimes are with me, I'll bend over and grab it real quick and they'll bump in behind me and they like roll their eyes. What are you doing? You know, you're picking up a penny. And I'm like, you know what? I do this because I never want to forget the value of a penny. And I just think that I used to pick up pop bottles alongside the road, return them, and they were two cents a piece. And if you collected enough of those critters, you could get yourself a 25-cent candy bar. (laughs) So, you know, growing up, a penny meant something. In today's world, it doesn't necessarily mean a thing. I wonder in your world, some of the greatest values that you pulled away from those humble beginnings. You knew the value of somebody pouring into your life. Any other lessons that maybe your moonshining grandfather taught you or maybe your mom and dad had? Sounded like they were really hard workers. Well, that's what they taught me is actually to work hard. But being Southerners, and you know, again, without any education, you know, my mom and dad just barely graduated high school. You know, there wasn't the type to say, all right, all they wanted you to do was to have a house, a car, and a kid. If you did that, you were successful. Uh, yeah, yeah, they weren't preaching going to college, were they? Oh, no, that wasn't even thought. You know, you have to remember, we're from down south. It was nothing like this coming here. It's like, I'm telling you, there's a 50-year change from here <laughs> to here, you know. And now, all of a sudden, my parents come here and get good jobs at GM. The only thing they could teach us was to do the same as they did, come from where they came from, the bottom, and work our way up. As my life went on and I started getting more successful, you know, my parents didn't even really understand it. They, why would I have such goals? They didn't have those type of goals. Just just wanted to live. That's how there was. But I had people like Mr. Keaton and Fred Ford, you know, and Javier that took me and noticed that I could do something in sports. And they turned around and helped me go on through life as an elementary child. Once I got into high school, Dr. George J., vice principal at Everett High School, took me under her arm. And Dr. Tucker, the basketball agent where I was breakdancing, took me under their arm. And they put me in a whole new world that I never even knew about. You know, the business world, the entertainment world, you know, meeting Magic Johnson and doing a lot of shows and things that I never had no idea. Neither could my parents could teach me any of that. Only thing they could teach me, which was great, is to go to church, turn around, and show up to work 
every single day. <laughs> Rinse and repeat, right? <laughs> that was kind of the way it worked. Well, I'm just mesmerized by some of the people that have played a role in your life and about what an impact it was. But, you know, obviously there's some raw talent that God gave you. And the most important thing, it sounds like to me, he gave you a couple of ears to listen to what people were trying to pour into you. And you picked up on and listened to that and made a difference in your life. And I'm glad you're with us today here on the Leadership Lowdown. It's not often that we find somebody that has such an impressive rag to riches story. And we're glad and know that this hasn't happened overnight. And we're going to hear the rest of that when we come back after these quick messages right here on the Michigan Business Network. The workplace keeps changing, and successful companies recognize and embrace change through choice, adaptability, and innovation. DBI offers affordable furniture solutions for countless workspace options that will enhance the performance of your people and organization. DBI helps customers reach their workplace goals, from improving worker effectiveness and innovation to brand expression. DBI is your office furniture partner. Learn more at dbiguess.com. Welcome back to Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I am so pleased and having so much fun with Keith Gentry. He's the CEO of Inline Link, and right now I'm taking notes and having fun talking about his humble beginnings because where he's at today is quite successful, and we're just so glad he's doing good things with all that the blessings he's been given in his life. But I have to ask, Keith, in, in the early days, you've come from such humble beginnings, and today there were some mentors and some fantastic people that you found in your life. But along the way, when was that first success, that first kind of light bulb that said, ooh, if I do this, I can do this. And all of a sudden, you started to think there's a different path for me. And where did that get exciting for you? Well, that all happened during high school. Again, I had Dr. Joyce J was my vice principal. She helped me as a manager and Dr. Tucker you know, the basketball agent for Magic and Isaiah and so on. He was a mentor at our school. So they took me and my breakdancing crew and they gave me the ability to lead a group of 13 guys. And we traveled all over dancing for schools and, like I said, opening for stars and doing different things. And it was like, that was amazing. That opened up a whole new world for me. Then after I graduated high school, I went on a tour to Europe. So we toured all the Scandinavian Scandinavian countries. And during that time, it was the Run DMC time. No shoestrings in your shoes. You know, this was how they did it back then. And I'm breakdancing on my ground. And I'm spinning around. We were in Denmark. And my shoe fly off into the crowd. The guy comes up to me and says, hey, you can't have your shoes flying off into the crowd, blase, blase. You know, it's like, all right. So now I'm got to figure out something. I ain't got no shoestrings. I'm in a foreign country. I don't know where we was then. I saw some elastic. I put some elastic in my shoes and I'm walking around. Now you have to remember, I'm in Europe during this time. Yeah. There was very many black people with jerry curls. (laughs) Jerry curls, right? Now this... 1984. Yeah. All these people thinking I'm Michael Jackson. Of course you are. Yes. (laughs) And everything I do, I mean, I was a real bona fide star. Star, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I had these shoestrings on with the elastic in my shoes. And they love my shoes. 
I got off the plane, ran home to my mom and my family and said, hey, I invented this shoestring. I'm telling y'all, it is a hit. My parents looked at it, gave me all the money. Next thing you know, it took me a long time, but I got a patent. I owned a patent for it. I took that. I sold that to Adidas. And even today, even though I'm not getting paid off of people today, I still wear my product on their shoes. From yes, the that cool. <laughs> I eat all of them using my product right now. Well, and look where that came from. That came out of necessity where you said, hey, I got to keep my shoes on my feet. I'm taking out the people's dentures when they're flying into the crowd, right? So I got to figure a way to make sure I got this fixed. And from that necessity, boom, came a great opportunity. And I got to believe getting a patent's no easy thing, huh? Uh, that took me about, I ain't going to tell you how much it cost. It cost me quite a bit of money. And it took us about eight years to actually finally get the patent. Wow, isn't that something? Well, you know, I think it's just so interesting. How long were you on this European tour? We were six weeks. It was a six-week tour. And was that funded by somebody? You know, in today's world, it'd be the Pepsi European tour, right? So how did they do that back in the day? Well, we had the school director, Mr. Carter. I was in this thing called Corral where I learned how to tap dance and sing and all of that. So they just took a group of talented people throughout the state or wherever they did, and we all went on this tour. So it was part of the school, part of after school, because I had just graduated, and it was just being a part of a group of talented people. So me and my cousin was invited to be able to go. So I have to ask you this. When I am growing up, in a little tar paper shack in an impoverished world in a very humble beginnings. And I am now touring Europe with screaming fans and rock star qualities. What goes through your mind? Does it get pretty heady? Did you have problems with your ego at one point in time going, I'm something? No, because once I came back, you know, and I asked my parents for this, my wife said she was pregnant. So that all changed real quick. Bam. (laughs) (laughs) Here comes reality coming right around the corner. See, now the crazy thing is, let me go on further. So now I'm breakdancing, I'm back, my wife is pregnant, I got to grow up. I was doing a commercial for Russ Kelly at Kelly Buick and Mason. And what I was going to do was spin on the hood. And the deal of it was is that I couldn't stay on the hood. I kept falling off. So we never did the commercial. <laughs> oh, right? no kidding. The thing must have been waxed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to spin in one spot. It's really hard. Well, I can spin, but it's usually rolling down a hill. <laughs> commercial and this guy told me i used to wear one glove like michael jackson he told me you're gonna have to take that glove off and get a job someday oh, and i wow. never thought nothing about that i got in trouble came to him with a shirt and tie like he told me without my glove and the guy gave me a job changed my life completely that no day. kidding what was the job I understand this. He gave me a job, told me I could do anything in his dealership I wanted to do except for wash cars. He did not want to see me washing cars. So I had two days of just walking around a dealership trying to figure out what to do. And then I finally decided to start working in PARS. And then I became the service manager. And then I started my own business after that. Wow, isn't that something? It's amazing how these people come and go in and out of our lives. And they sometimes are there for the most important moments that can absolutely change us when we need the change the most. I call it a God thing, so I'm really kind of glad that God put us together today, Keith, and I'm glad you're right here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero. We'll be right back. For something to grow, it takes time. 
like the equity in your home. That's why LaughQ offers a home equity line of credit. Because frequent watering of your houseplants may be recommended. Now can we get a new roof? Not so much the rest of the house. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. We're back with Keith Gentry. He's the CEO of Inline Link, and he's with us today right here on the Leadership Lowdown on the Michigan Business Network. Keith, in our last segment, you talked about the fact that you were hired by this incredible person at the dealership, and you were given an opportunity. Tell me about some of the early lessons learned, because you said this changed your life. Yes, because what it is, Russ Kelly played football for Michigan State, and he played for the New York Jets with Joe Namath. So, you know, he was very tied into the community and around here in Michigan State. So he introduced me into a lot of, you know, the George Perlises and so on through the Michigan State world. What he also taught me was that I didn't understand coming from Arkansas down there that you can't just see a yacht on a TV or in a magazine. Once you be on a yacht, that makes you want that yacht. Once you're in that mansion, that makes you want that mansion. Yeah. It taught me, and it changed my life. I mean, really, you know, showing me the different things in life that I had no idea about besides seeing them on TV. So by that, you know, I come up with this invention because I came back from Europe and I got this trying to get a patent and all of this while all this was going on. You know, and I got this guy that I'm working at the dealership and I'm saying, well, Mr. Kelly, I'm working on this. The man would say that was stupid, that was horrible, don't waste your time, but here's $500 in a brand new car, go do what you got to do. And I mean, just, you know, at the same point that he would tell me that I was wasting my time, he was always encouraging me, always giving me all the tools that I needed to get there with. And then after that, I turned around. And we got a patent on it. We wound up doing super shows, which are shows where trade shows are and so on. I met a guy from Nike and we started dealing with Nike. And then Nike decided that they didn't want to pay me. They wanted to do what they wanted to do. And by that happening, there's a movie getting ready to come out right now. It's called Nike and His Men. You know, when that movie comes out. It's going to talk about, not much about Peter Moore. Peter Moore was the guy that started with Michael Jordan and Phil Nike and all the different changes of how Nike became Nike. During that time with my shoestrings, I was involved with all of this stuff that was going on where the split between Nike and Adidas. And I was like that ghetto kid in the middle that they was trying to fight over. It's crazy. That's why I say you still see my product in Nike shoes and Skechers and so on right now because I was involved in all of this going on when the Michael Jordan them was going on, when Dr. Tucker was dealing with magic and all of this stuff. It was all in the end. So An exciting time. So you were at the dealership, Keith. That's a job, and your vision is inventing and owning businesses. So you're going to turn a page there, right? That's the next thing that happens big in your life is you decide to do your own business. 
right? We started right here in Lansing. It was a bunch of us. We signed with Adidas. I had a manufacturer over in China. So we used to go over to China and deal with our manufacturers all the time. You know, long story short, wind up happening. We had some distributors in California and Arkansas and so on, New York. But what wind up happening is, is that when money becomes involved and individuals are seeing all these millions and millions of dollars, now you don't need the inventors. You know, most people that invent are not the real rich ones. It's everybody else. <laughs> Same type of things here. So what I learned over my time, even having a patent, and my patent is legit, it doesn't matter if you don't have the money. You must have the money and the support behind it, even if you have rights to whatever you're doing. Yeah. That's a lesson that I definitely learned. Well, and so where does that money come from? Because I know a young man right now that has a really inventive idea, but he's stalled out. He doesn't know how to get it from his prototype into the marketplace. So that seems like that's some of the heavy lifting right there, right? Yes. Oh, that is without a doubt. You know, one of the things what we did, we had a lot of individuals, especially here in Lansing, a lot of the school district individuals, family and friends, you know, they do the normal thing. They all throw in a thousand dollars and so on. And then that helps you maintain your business but the biggest part of being a i ain't saying just an inventor but starting a business is to make sure that you have enough money to sustain yourself because if you don't even though your product and your business is good if you don't have it you're going to wind up losing it because you don't have the money to make it through the tough times right and that's really the key you know, a lot of business owners, you know, they fail not necessarily because it isn't a great concept, but because it isn't built in the right spot or all the other things, but oftentimes just because they're not properly capitalized from point A to point B and to sustain those lean times when you get started. Well, in your particular nuances, you get started. What would you say, you've had a lot of wonderful people that have poured into you, but from your world, what was the biggest business break moving forward for you that this truly was what happened that made a difference? Now, this is real crazy now. So now, after doing my shoestrings and we all that, I moved to Eaton Rapids and I'm living out in the country. And the people that live next to me, they lose their home. And I didn't want them to think that the black guy had lived at the house, that the grass and all that was growing. So I started cutting the grass. This is how great God is. I started cutting the grass. All of a sudden, there's a lady standing in the yard. And she says, who been cutting the grass here? I said, Oh, my kids have. She said, do you want to cut more grass? I said, what you talking about? She said, I work for HUD. We got 25 lines that you can cut if you want to cut them. I'm like, what? She's like, I don't know. I got a check 30 days later. And she called back. She said, did you get the check? I said, yeah. She said, do you want to cut the 25 lines? I said, I'm cutting them right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sign me up. Sign me up. That went from 25. You got to understand, that went from 25 cutting grass to 600 properties. Oh, my word. Unbelievable. Yes. Wow. Cutting grass in front of that. I mean, we didn't just cut grass. I made a million dollars cutting grass and cleaning toilets for Hood and Fannie Mae Uh. over the last 18 (laughs) years. I could listen to you all day, Keith, and unfortunately we're out of time on this segment, but holy cow, you know, it's funny that some of the dirtiest jobs end up making some of the best opportunity for people if they're willing to work, and you certainly are. We're glad you found the Leadership Lowdown. We're glad you tuned into the Michigan Business Network. We'll be right back.
The Michigan Works Association believes the key to advancing prosperity across the state is accomplished through building a skilled workforce. As the state's primary workforce development association, their focus is to continue to move the needle on policy, education, and collaboration. They're creating an opportunity and building stronger communities by advocating and innovating together. This is the Michigan Business Network, and we're here right on the Leadership Lowdown with Keith Gentry. He's the CEO of Inline Link, and we're so glad he's sharing his personal story. I'm smiling and laughing along the way, Keith, because you just sound like it's been quite an incredible ride. And I don't know, I like to use the word unflappable, because when I think about some of the things going on in your world, it feels like you've been fairly unflappable with humble beginnings, some pretty amazing people that have poured into you along the way. And then I guess there's just a little bit of luck that comes from hard work because you're out mowing grass for free and it turns into a million dollar opportunity in terms of taking care of some HUD properties. So I'm just impressed and I'm sure you got to be going, wow, as I look back, there's been some cool things that have happened along the way. Where do we go from here? You're now cutting 600 properties for HUD and you've got to have a lot of employees at this point in time. Life's got to be a little more complicated. Oh, yes. It actually wound up not being really that complicated because I did have a lot of employees, you know, and a lot of trucks and I would send them all out. You know, one of the things what we used to do is that we had to do everything within two weeks, every two weeks. You yes. Maintain the property. Right. And hope it doesn't get too wet and rainy where you can't get out there. (laughs) It doesn't matter to (laughs) you have to do good point. (laughs) You know, you imagine having a six hundred property and it snows. You have six hundred properties you gotta take care of in twenty four hours. Now we handled it, I don't wanna go too far in this, but we handled all the way from Lansing all the way to New Buffalo to Holwater, Michigan. Oh my word. All of those properties. So we handled the whole West Lower Side of Michigan. So that's a lot of travel that you have to deal with. But, you know, the thing of it is, you know, having that, yes, there was a lot of success, but my son was a bike racer. Vic, he was a bike racer. He was number three in the United States, 24 in the nation. So every weekend I would take off and we would travel the United States with me and my family bike racing. Oh, that's a gift that God gave to us to be able to have time, even though all of these properties we got to take care of. I got enough people doing the job that I didn't have to worry about it. And every weekend we could just travel and have fun. Oh, how fun uh, is that? Hey, were you driving a trailer with the bike and all the gear in it? Oh, we had a team. We had a team where we would have all these kids that race with the team. So we would all take this 15-passenger van with the trailer <laughs> in it. Oh, it's just unbelievable. Listen, you're just one tent short of a circus. This is a- <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But all these kids and all these adults, so we all just having the, just the greatest time ever. And it's like every weekend. Unbelievable, Well, and that's really interesting enough, you know, a little sidebar, you and I are talking about trying to help out with a thing called strikeout baseball here in the Lansing area. And we're building a John Smoltz has lent his name to a stadium. But what you reminded me of is that is the reason why I'm involved with that is because I want to help kids be active, doing something positive and fun. And here you've got your family who's out racing bikes, doing something positive and fun. And not only just your family, but you're taking a bunch of buddies with them. They got to stay out of trouble. They're doing the right thing, having fun and having a blast. 
and the success from the kids from right now and now they are, you know, 25 to 28 or 30 and they all doing well. You know, us fathers and mothers all talk about, you know, what everyone should be able to have the same type of enjoyment in life and enjoy their family like we have. Well, you know, and that's our goal, too. To be able to help people do those same things. It sounds like you're paying it forward like Fred Ford did for you all those years ago or some of those other people. You know, paying it forward is an amazing. And I got to believe that because of the people that poured into you and you're passing it forward, there's a lot of other kids that will grow up and do the same. And that's how generation after generation start building on success in the great American dream. I just think that that's pretty exciting. So tell me, at this point in time, how does Inline Link come into play? Is that a few years down the road for you or is that on the horizon in your life and is starting to develop well what i've done you know i actually stopped working at fannie mae and i put 100 percent of my time into this and i let me say 80 percent of my time into this you know this is the future we have a tool we know where we're going with it you know the biggest thing of uh, hurdles that we have to do now is the growth you know being able to like i said you know have that kind of money to be able to sustain you during that time of growth, you know, and that's the same thing it was when I was just cleaning toilets and cutting grass and buying equipment. Same thing it was with the shoestrings and fine manufacturers in America and then going overseas, you know. It's the same type of growth, and that's where we at with this right now. We're at the point where we know it's just a matter. And, you know, dealing with strikeout baseball, you know, that we believe can be that elevation to take us to the next level to be able to be putting these things in all over the place. And that's just one type of business that we're in right now. Well, it's so exciting to think about that. As we get back in this next segment, we want to understand what it is that you've got there because it feels like a tiger by the tail, a very innovative concept and idea with Inline Link. And we're so glad we tracked down Keith Gentry, the CEO of Inline Link, to be with us right here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero. I am just honored to be here today with you and with Keith Gentry. We'll be right back. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. And we're back with Keith Gentry right here on the Leadership Lowdown on the Michigan Business Network. You know, Keith, you and I were talking during the break and we had an opportunity to share a little bit about some of your other projects. And I don't want to go past this one because you have some innovation. Pretty cool things are going on. Tell us about the YouTube programming that you're doing. Well, what we have right now is called Lansing Underground Legends. And what this is, is it tells you about the legends of Lansing, the ones that helped Magic Johnson become Magic Johnson. It actually even tell you who was Magic Johnson before Magic Johnson. It's incredible. <laughs> right. We have people like Jay Vincent and Joe Ferguson all sit down and interviewing on the show. 
And we're looking to do part two and part three here with drag racing and then to go on into the Millers with hockey and so on. You know, this is what we're looking at, one of our projects that we have. So. so much fun. And as they say, even though you were cutting grass for all those houses, there's no grass growing under your feet because you're on the move all the time. And so I don't want to run us out of time because you have a company that I think is quite innovative and really is on the cutting edge. And so tell us a little bit about Inline Link, quickly how it got started but what it does. First off, I thank you again for the time. I have a partner, Jeff Cooper, and myself. You know, we always talk about sports. He's always at the football games, and I used to always go to the games and sit up in the press box. And if you're in the press box, you always know linemen games, who they are, how many tackles they have. You get tons of information that bring <laughs> these papers by, right? But you only get that in the press box. My thoughts was, why wouldn't you be able to get that as a person in the stadium? You know, and then you go to the Michigan State games or the Pistons games, your phone doesn't work because it's too many people. So, you know, it's just these thoughts. And I woke up one day and God said, hey, if you do A, B, and C, now you got this super Wi-Fi signal that doesn't depend on the Internet, and you can distribute all the information yourself and can control the narrative. And it was like, wow, Whoa. I don't know anything about technology. How am I going to do this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hold on, God, there's just one thing. I don't know anything about technology. <laughs> yes, exactly. I get a phone call from a guy that worked for me. Ten years ago, he's in San Francisco. He says, I'm working for Holly Hobby Hill putting Wi-Fi systems in. And I'm like, why are you calling me? I'm just telling you I'm coming back to Michigan. I know I ain't talked to you in a decade, but I wanted to talk to you. And it's like, wow, I'm working on this network. And he was like, oh, I can help you. Comes back here, turns around, talks to me, says, hey, I got a programmer that can help you. I'm thinking he might be in California somewhere. Started talking to this guy. This guy's right down the street in Olivet from me. No way. <laughs> And you tell me how I did any of this. And the next thing you know, over time, with my partners and a bunch of other people, we put together this incredible network that allows us to be the Internet without being the Internet. It's the most secure network in the world. No one can break into it. It's very small. It's no bigger than whatever arena we turn into a hotspot. And once you leave out of the hotspot, it goes away. No downloading of an app. No internet needed, no service even needed on your phone. And you will feel like you have 5G or above because the things you can do on this private network, you can't do on the internet. I'm sitting here with my mouth just open. <laughs> I got to close it and talk because I'm like, holy cow, this is really cool. When you think about the applications, and I couldn't agree with you more in terms of frustrated with phone signals, all the other different things that are going on, and tapping into at a busy location or a location that you want to get specific information out, this is really quite inventive. So if I'm in the space where this is active and going on, do I open up my phone and how do I patch into it? Well, so we have one at Urban B here at Lansing. We have quite a few of them around town. But what you would do is that we have a QR code, just like you would do with any other QR code. You turn your Wi-Fi on. Once your Wi-Fi is on, all you do is scan the QR code, and boom, you're on that network. Wow. And then when you leave that establishment, regardless if it's a restaurant or it's a gymnasium or baseball stadium, it goes away. Boom, there's no more. So let me just think out loud here, if I could. Would the application be as simple as if I'm at let's say a local restaurant. And if I turn my Wi-Fi on and I do the QR code and I now, could I tap into that restaurant's menu? 
that's exactly what you're able to do. Not only are you able to tap into their menu, they're able to now communicate with you. you sure. Know, as far as, you know, what we have now is special that our fish, we only got four of them left. They are 80% off right now. So gotcha. anybody that's sitting there for dinner, they can realize, oh, the fish is on sale today. So oh. truly the owner of the restaurant could say, hey, welcome to our humble abode. We're glad you're here. My name is Jerry Smith, and I just want to say thank you for dining with us tonight. And these are tonight's specials, right? Exactly. Oh, this and is genius. They have that power. So now you have a baseball team that just had an event that they just won the championship now all of a sudden as soon as they walk in we have the championship parfaits on sale with your name and picture <laughs> up there and everybody can order your championship shake oh my word it's your own the- little internet channel right there when whatever yeah, venue you're yeah. operating right exactly whatever you operate well wouldn't you know we're out of time but i want to ask keith how do people get a hold of you if they're a large business small business medium business owner how do they get a hold of you and figure out what's next for them my main thing is that you want to call me right now is or you can go to our website but the main thing is that you want to call me i'm on the phone right here my phone number is 517 549-7860 if not please personally get in contact with me and my email address is i-n-f-o-m-a-t-i-o-n-t-w-o at aol.com that's personally and if you go to our website you can always do inlinelink.com and then send an email that way Well, Keith, I have to tell you, I knew we would have fun today in our interview when I had a first chance to meet and visit with you. I can't wait to continue our conversation about leadership. I think you have so much to offer our audience and so much to offer whoever comes in contact with Inline Link. We're grateful for you, Keith. Thanks so much for your time, sir. Thank you. Have a wonderful and blessed day. You are special and you are fortunate to tune into the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vershero. I can't wait to talk to you next time. Michigan.